Welcome to episode 96 of the Ask Chief Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing the effectiveness of short HIIT workouts, if you need to eat clean for weight loss when you're already in a calorie deficit, and proper gym etiquette. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Episode 96. We're approaching big... 100. Big 100. We should do something super special. We should. I don't know what it's going to be. We haven't really thought about it. <laughs> we'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kendrick, we just put Kendrick down, so we should theoretically have about 20 or 30 minutes to work with. But he is definitely going through a growth spurt. Big time. Because he ate, he's just been eating constantly. <laughs> Guys, I had the worst incident of all husband kind <laughs> yesterday. Um, Lauren's been pumping and trying to build up a reserve of, uh, just breast milk, uh, just in case we, I don't know, need it for future reasons and all that. And, uh, I spilled half a bottle. Yeah. It was about two, two and a half ounces, which doesn't sound like much, but that's like, that's good, like it's four hours of work. It's of work. <laughs> it's a day of work for me. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's like dripping all over the counter and... Yeah, not my proudest dad moment. But. It's okay. I forgive him because then <laughs> this morning while I was, Kendrick fell asleep in my arms and I was like, okay, I've been here for an hour. I really have to pee. I'm going to try to like slowly stand up off the couch and put him down in his bed. <laughs> and so I like scooted the table that we have like a, um, what's it called? Like a coffee table. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really close to me cause it had my water on it. And so I tried to move it over really gently and quietly and there was a wine glass on the end of it and it shattered, like fell off and shattered all Everywhere. over everything. And, I, and then Kendrick woke up, started crying, and I had to feed him. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is just not our weekend. R- rough couple week. days, yeah. But, uh, you know, things happen when you're tired. And <laughs> it, all is forgiven. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. Um, so we've been focusing most of our time just the last few days, actually, on um, our Achieve Mentors platform. We just created a um, private Facebook group. That um, is 14 days long, and it's kind of like our beta testing group, just to like get our bearings set before we officially launch our Achieve Mentors platform. It's for coaches and personal trainers and aspiring personal trainers. Um, but yeah, it's 14 days long, and basically we put together seven days of content, all the way from like evaluations to understanding movement to programming to coaching and queuing and all these different things, and then seven days of discussion and different giveaways and stuff like that. So we're just basically trying to pilot out. Um, how the exact mentorship is gonna go. And this is kind of our first run through at it to make sure that, you know, we make sure that it runs smoothly when we officially launch. Like just little things like running a Facebook Live, we we had set the camera to be horizontal and it, it was like, no, you have to be vertical. But we were already live and we we're like, ah. And then we just like deleted it and reposted again. So we're, we're just ironing out all these like little, little details and stuff like that. But we've got 850 people in the group and there's just a lot of buzz and a lot of good community. So if you're, if you're a personal trainer, um, we're still accepting people to be in the group even though it just started. Um, but type in Achieve Mentors, one word private group on Facebook and it'll pop up and we've just been taking in anyone that's been just uh, requesting approval so yeah check that out it's been really fun to see all the commentary and everybody like already supporting each other and helping each other out giving each other advice um Jason and I are popping well right now mostly Jason is popping in um and responding to comments I'm like trying to with one hand while I breastfeed and I just I just got a new phone that's really it's just way too big and I can't type with one hand it's been an issue so I'm trying voice to text so if I that's going to be my next foray. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Jason's been coming in and commenting um, on posts that people put. But before we even get to them, like 
10 people in the group have already commented and like yeah. shared their experience and nobody's being like, oh, I'm an expert or like trying to talk down to anyone. Everyone's just being super supportive and understanding of where each other's coming from. And yeah. it's just been awesome. It's exactly what we envisioned the community aspect of Achieve Mentors to be. Yeah. And um, I think, I mean, that's the message that we always put out and, and our hope is that anything that we do always involves a level of positivity and empathy and inclusivity and stuff like that and um yeah it's just been taking on so it's been great so yeah yeah awesome well yeah we're, we're super excited for that so make sure you request to join the group if you're if you're a trainer um so should we get into the question let's do it let's do it so first one is from our good friend laurel who's now out in oregon she used to be an achiever um she and her husband matt were achievers and they were just such an awesome part of the we community we miss you guys we miss and them so much <laughs> and their baby tray um but Laurel is a, is a coach out there, um, and she asked, what are your thoughts on HIIT workouts that only last 20 minutes, et cetera? Can you get true fitness benefits in that short amount of time? Um, and so in a HIIT workout, if you haven't heard of it, it's high-intensity interval training. Basically, it means working really hard for a set amount of time and then resting for a set amount of time. And the idea is the idea of them is that you can do them in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, so you can get a lot of work done because you're limiting your rest intervals to be pretty short. Um, you can get a lot of overall work done in a pretty short period of time, like 20 minutes. Um, and so I guess the first thing I, I think about when I hear questions like this is you just have to know what the, what quote unquote fitness benefits you're looking for mm -hmm. as the individual who's asking the question. So it's going to be different for Laurel. It's going to be different for me. It'll be different for Jason, just based on where we're at in our life and what we're looking to accomplish. So right now for me, I'm doing 20 to 30 minute, not even hit workouts. Like yeah. I'm doing 20 to 30 minute slow workouts. Lit workouts. Yeah. <laughs> Low intensity workouts <laughs> where I chat with people for like five minutes in between every set. Um, but that's what I want right now. And that's what makes me feel really good emotionally, mentally, and physically right now is that I'm just getting into the gym. I'm doing some simple movements and I'm feeling pretty good. Lauren five years ago did not want that. Like I yeah. wanted to be as strong as possible. I wanted my power lifts to be really high. If that was, if those are my goals doing short hit workouts. were not going to contribute to me accomplishing those goals. Um, because it was much more focused on building overall strength and, and things like that. Yeah. So it, it's so dependent on what you're looking to accomplish. If you are looking to accomplish just general fitness in terms of like, you know, being overall healthier, lowering your blood pressure, um, feeling, feeling good physically, emotionally, mm -hmm. losing a little bit of weight, like all of those things, you can accomplish that in those short 20 minute hit workouts. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, I mean, let's say you are, if you're just, if you're happy with what your fitness level is currently at and you're just looking to maintain and you're doing about three 20 minute workouts a week, um, just doing that alone is going to maintain your fitness levels. And if you want to increase your fitness levels, you might want to do four 20-minute sessions or five-minute 20 sessions or even six or seven. Like if you're working out for that short of a time period, you're able to work out more frequently because your body doesn't need as much time to recover because the sessions itself are so short. Um, however, let's say you're doing seven days a week of 20-minute hit sessions and you're still looking to improve and improve like a decent amount then you're going to have to start to incorporate more time and duration into your workouts because that's the only way to continue to spur progress and adaptation. So it just depends on what you're doing now, what your end goal is, and just what you're trying to do with the overall approach. Yeah. 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 So it's one of those, like, it depends answers, which I know are always a little bit annoying, <laughs> um, but almost every answer really is. It depends. Um, and then hopefully we still can provide some context 
after. It depends. Yeah. Um, so really, that's... Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing to say is, like, if you're, like, like you were before, you were trying to get... You really push powerlifting numbers specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're looking for something that specific of a goal, then I don't I don't necessarily think that 20-minute sessions will be enough. Right. Um, but if you're looking for just general overall health and fitness and well-being and just peace of mind, I think 20 minutes is more than enough and... Just, yeah, it's just, that's just great, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Cool. cool. All right, question number two. This one comes from Lizzie in Wonderland 33. And she said, hey, Jason and Lauren, where can I post, oh, where can I post questions if, if I want them on the podcast? You can <laughs> post them right here, wherever you posted them. Um, I want to ask, even with a calorie deficit, is it a must to eat clean if I want to lose weight? I found myself not making any progress when I eat junk under a calorie deficit. Just been wondering why this happened and hope you guys are doing great with the new parenthood. <laughs> um, so what she means by eating clean, I'm assuming, is just like eating um, foods like non-processed foods, like, right. you know, high quality protein, fruit, vegetables, whole grains, that yeah. kind of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just the general like stay outside the lanes of the supermarket. Like just, yeah, yeah just general non-processed stuff that isn't in boxes and can be stored forever kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and she's asking if... She can. So she's basically saying like she she's in a calorie deficit, but she's found that if she eats like junk food in that calorie deficit, she doesn't make progress in her weight loss. Yeah. Um. And so she's asking, is that like is that common? Um. And I I do think that there's an element of like eating junk food, like in quote unquote junk food. Nothing is like technically junk food yeah nothing's inherently bad yeah but eating things that aren't clean for instance like you know chips and cookies and crackers and those kind of things that aren't like necessarily um natural foods there there are different reasons like ways that your body might respond to them that might be a little bit negative um but in general a calorie deficit is going to be what you need for weight loss Mm -hmm. like in general there are a lot of people that eat really poorly (laughs) and can lose weight because yep. they're just in a calorie deficit. I don't think that's the most healthy. It, it's not the most healthy approach. <laughs> um, we would never recommend somebody just like cut calories but eat whatever the heck they want and eat donuts and cupcakes and cookies. Yeah. But like as long as you're not going over a certain number of calories, you're fine. Like I just don't think that that's a healthy approach just because those foods aren't offering you anything nutritionally. Yeah. I mean, at a very root, root, root basic level, we kind of abide by the calories in, calories out sort of perspective. Um, but there's just a lot, lot to play there. Because, like, you know, if you eat, let's say, 2,000 calories of um, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and just, like, you know, eating clean, quote-unquote, versus 2,000 calories of McDonald's, like, your workouts might suffer because the McDonald's gives you some sort of, like, energy crash, and it mm-hmm. just leaves you feeling sluggish and lazy. And it has more of a systemic effect. And so your workouts get a little bit worse. That means that you're able to less recover. Uh, maybe you're not able to sleep as well as, as a result of that. And then suddenly you become less consistent. And then your results start to dampen because of that. So there, I, I do think that there's some sort of indirect correlation that could happen there. But yeah. on the flip side, I mean, you hear stories about like professional athletes that are able to overcome that by eating McDonald's all the time but are still able to perform at the highest level. So it yeah. just really does depend. But for you, it just seems like maybe eating less processed foods 
is going to be a better thing for you. And if that's the case, then that's just what you really need to do. Yeah, I mean, um, everybody's body just responds differently yeah, to, totally. to foods. And some people have more sensitivity to certain foods. And, like, uh -huh. when, I mean, there's so much fear-based um, stuff around food, like, around gluten and around dairy and yeah. around carbs and all this stuff. And what the reality is... For some people, they do have sensitivities to these foods, yeah. but for many people, they don't, and they don't have to avoid those foods. Yeah. And so it really is such a personal like experimentation that you have to go through. For me, I went through that absolutely with carbs in general. Like I always, I just read so much that carbs are the reason that you can't lose weight that I just eliminated them yeah. so like strongly from my diet. Anything besides fruits and vegetables were totally off limits, and I was really struggling to lose weight. And then. Like, I was just like, whatever, this is so stupid. Like, I'm not, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm not, like, making it, I'm not seeing any changes anyway. I'm just going to start eating, like, rice and I'm going to yeah. have some, like, Ezekiel bread and different things. And, like, I'm not saying that that helped me lose weight necessarily, but there may have been some correlation between the amount of stress that I took off myself by just like allowing myself to have these foods. Yeah. Maybe my body actually responds better to a little bit of a higher carb diet, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But when I actually brought those foods back into my diet, I actually lost weight. Like when I stopped trying, it was, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. <laughs> it was really crazy. So it's just, it's so individual. And even still with that experience, I don't necessarily now go and tell everybody like, Oh, you just need to start eating rice and bread <laughs> yeah. because that's not going to be the case for some people. Right. Um, so it's, it's very hard. I have a, a harder time these days, like giving nutritional advice than I used to, even though yeah. I feel like I, I've researched more, I've read more, I know more, but at the same time, I, I do find that the real, when it really comes down to it, it's experimentation on yourself and figuring out what works for you because it's just so different from person to person. Yeah, I think that last point is key, figuring out what works for you and really just experimenting. And we've talked about this before in the podcast, just experimenting. And if something doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean that you failed at that diet or that approach. It's just something that you've learned doesn't work for you. And that's exactly. it's yeah. just a singular data point and then you can work off of that. And then you can keep fine tuning and tweaking or trying new things and then actually figure out what works for you. But don't be too caught up on what you know what gurus say or what experts say and especially when they say with such a, like a, a blanket statement um, and that's why we don't like to give such you know that kind of advice we like to give it a little bit more uh, a little bit more leeway because it just depends so much for everyone else yeah yeah cool, cool. this is gonna be the episode of it depends <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully helpful still at the same time all right, so our third question comes from Tara McMullen, and she actually has an awesome podcast um, yep. herself. It's called the, um, the what, what Works, Works Podcast. What Works Podcast. Check it out if you're a small business owner. It's a really good one. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but she asked, how about gym etiquette? Always nervous about moving equipment or getting in the way. And we thought this was a really good question um, and something that can be like really overwhelming for people who are just going into the gym for the totally. first time and not really sure what the proper etiquette is. So I think we'll share a couple just like tidbits. Yeah. I mean, even, even like, so we've got a gym at our, um, at our house and sometimes I'll go there if it's like, if I'm trying to squeeze a workout in, in between, uh, like work breaks and stuff like that. And you know, even there it's like, it's, you just like certain gyms have different styles of etiquette as well. And just like, I, I was like putting myself in someone else's shoes and I was like, man, I, it would be really intimidating to actually come into this setting and like try to figure out what to do from an equipment standpoint if someone is using it and stuff like that. So we just want to go over some like general rules of thumb and also like some terminology that you should be familiar with when you're entering a gym setting. Yeah, so probably the first one, the, the best one to know is, um, can I work in with you? Yeah. Like that's like the best piece of gym etiquette. The first time advice. I heard that, I was like, I 
I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> this is like when I was like 13, I was like, yeah. And I was just completing my set. And I think they were just like, um, like you just said yes. So like I should go it now. <laughs> so like move. Um, but basically working in with someone just means like sharing the same piece of equipment and, and alternating. basically alternating. So yeah. if you're using a bench or if somebody's using a bench and it, or all the benches are taken and you want to use a bench, you want to do a dumbbell bench press, you can go up to someone and say, hey, would it be okay with you if I worked in with you? And what that means is just if I alternate when you're taking a break or when you're doing something else, can I use your bench and then we'll switch back. Yeah. Um, and that's also, not only is it good gym etiquette, but it's also just like a nice way of starting to get to know people in the gym too. Yeah. Because you can actually, like, you show that you're a friendly person, that you're like open, and hopefully the person who you're asking is also friendly and open to that. You're going to you know, get some people who are like, no. Yeah. Or, you know, people who are like, oh, I'm like doing very specific timing of my set. So I can't like, ha- I can't, you know, go an extra 10 seconds. So, you know, things yeah. like that. But for the most part, you will find people are actually very open to this, yeah. um, this concept. So yeah, especially, I mean, cause people know that like, this isn't their equipment. They're, yeah. they're using a public facility. And so they're going to be more than likely okay with it. Um, so yeah, working in is definitely going to be uh, one of the primary ones. Um, secondary, I guess, um, spotting would be... Well, I would, let's go one, with working in, I would highly recommend, um, another piece of gym etiquette is having a towel with you and wiping down your equipment after you work in so that the person who you're working (laughs) in with isn't like, gross, you just left like a sweat puddle on the bench that we're sharing. So with working in, also clean off your equipment. Yes. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then... Um, as far as, uh, spotting goes, let's say you're, um, about to do an exercise that you are unsure if you're going to be able to complete for the amount of reps that you'd like to complete, um, you can always ask someone for a spot. Um, and that basically just means that they're, they'll be there standing by just in case that you need any assistance. On the flip side, this is going to be more uh, important so that you know what's going to happen <laughs> if someone asks you for a spot. So let's say they're doing a bench press and they're asking you for a spot. Um, you want to... You you want to just act like you're in the know and be like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've listened to the Ask Achieve show, so I know what you're talking about. And then you go over, and basically the first thing you want to know is how many repetitions that they're aiming for. Um, so, you know, if they're doing 10 repetitions and you start assisting them at three, like they're not going to be too happy about that. So you want to just make sure you're doing that. Um, and then if you're doing something like a bench press, what we like to do is instead of hovering over their heads, like straddling them basically... <laughs> We like to go to the side, um, so both legs are to one side, like one shoulder, and then you're kind of like leaning over um, with your one hand over top and your other hand using an underhand grip. Because you don't want to use double overhand just on the off chance that something slips for whatever reason. You have basically your underhand grip as a mixed grip to be like a fail safe. Um, and basically, you just want to chip in just enough uh, for them to assist uh, the actual lift. You don't want to just like be like, oh, they're struggling, pick up the barbell and put it back to safety. You just want to assist them until they they basically call the shots. Yeah, I would say like, I mean, just also make sure that you're confident with the amount of weight that they're doing. That's true, like, yeah. You want to make sure like if Jason asks me to spot him on a squat, I would be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no possible way that if he's going to bail out of a squat that I'm going to save him. Right. Instead, yeah. the bar is going to fall back on me and yeah. we're both going to get injured. So just be very sure that you're actually 
confident enough that if that person starts to fail at the exercise that they're doing, that you can actually help them. Yeah. Because it's better off, you're better off just saying like, hey, you know what, I'm, I don't, I'm not super confident in doing that. And they'd appreciate that more than you accepting the job and yep. then not being able to help them <laughs> out. Um, so that's an important piece as well. Yeah. Um, so that's spotting. And then oh, the... and the other thing about spotting though too is just make sure that when you're spotting, you're still lifting if you're going to help, if you're going to be helping them. So set yourself up, like Jason was talking about positioning, True. just make sure you set yourself up in a strong, solid position. Like don't be in an awkward, like hunched over position or anything like that. Because yeah. if you need to pick up the barbell, you want to be in a good hinged position or some, you know, a position of strength, um, versus just like hovering over and kind of being relaxed exactly yeah you definitely just want to be sturdy and ready for anything to happen yeah. so like yeah i mean there, there's been instances where i've been spotting someone they've just been completely like the bar started crashing back down on them and it's like yeah. you quickly have to react so make sure you're in position for any possible situation yeah um other gym etiquette moving equipment she had said too so um with that like things that you might move or like benches um dumbbells kettlebells things like that yeah that really it's totally fine as long as you put it back where it was before yeah that's really the only thing like there's there's no reason that you can't move a piece of equipment um especially if you're trying to like get stuff um kind of consolidated into one area yeah like bringing a couple things over so that if you're doing a little circuit you can do it all together yeah it's totally fine the only time i would say don't do it is if the gym is really busy and you are working in with people or yeah. you're noticing that if you take the bench away like you know, that would take away the opportunity for a lot of people to use it, then that might not be the best idea. Yeah, we've had some instances when we worked at a commercial gym way back when people would be doing like like a hit workout, like a high intensity circuit, but they'd have like six pieces of equipment that they were cycling through. Um, and basically we wouldn't, we you weren't able to use that equipment. Right, because they're going so fast through each one that you can't really quote unquote Jump work in. in. Yeah. yeah. So it just became a little bit of an awkward situation that, you know, wasn't really necessary. So yeah, I would say for a strength circuit, it's fine. Like if you want to bring over a kettlebell and a dumbbell and a bench and like have all those three things in one place and you're going to do like a bench press and then a dumbbell row and then a kettlebell squat or something like that. Like having those three pieces of equipment while also like when you're doing your squat, someone else can work in on your bench, that kind yeah. of thing. Totally fine. But yeah, doing like a six exercise circuit where you're moving fast and using a bunch of different equipment we would just say try to keep if you're going to do that try to keep it to minimal amounts of equipment so maybe you have like two or three exercises that require one kettlebell mm -hmm. and two or three exercises that require like a jump rope or valve slides or something like that that yeah. you have just like uh you're not taking over just a ton of stuff yeah um you know one other thing that is frowned upon is curling in the squat rack this is barbell <laughs> curling in the squat rack um, and this is because, for those of you who don't know, um, a squat rack is a high in-demand piece of equipment, especially at a commercial gym. Um, and basically, you want to make sure that you're using a squat rack for its purpose, which is squatting and doing heavier like powerlifting type of movements because the rack is there to support heavier weights. And so if you use it to basically curl a 45-pound barbell, then it limits an opportunity for someone to actually like do the powerlifts when you could have been curling literally anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the question to audit yourself, if you're standing, if you're doing something in a squat rack, ask yourself if you can do it anywhere else in the gym. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then you shouldn't be in the squat rack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, unless like literally no one's there and, and I, yeah. I've been I've been like, yeah, I'm curling in a squat rack, <laughs> breaking all the rules. Um, and I think, uh, you know, one more piece of advice is to just be flexible, especially if you work out at like 6 p.m. or something. Like and you're and you're trying to follow a program and it calls for, 
uh, a bench press. Like th this is this is what happened to me uh, the other day. I was called for a bench press, and this was at the gym at um, our apartment, and all the benches were being used, like all four of them. And so I just went to the lat pull down machine, and I set up shop with my shoulders on the tiny little lat pull down bench, and my hips were elevated in the air, and I just did my bench presses there, <laughs> which you know four years ago, Jason would have been like. No, I'm, I'm going to wait 40 minutes before, until the next bench appears and then I can do my workout. But then that just gets you agitated. You've already warmed up and you're just kind of hanging around. Your workout isn't going to be a good situation. So yeah. just being adaptable and being creative because, uh, you know, you just need, you need to get get in and get out basically. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I think that's else? all the, the etiquette stuff I can think of. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not working in with someone, definitely just spray down your equipment, especially yeah. <laughs> if you tend to um, sweat a little bit more. Um, and, and it shows and it like is showing up on the piece of equipment. Yeah. But, um, oh, and then lastly, like there's going to be two or three, like less than kind and respectable people that you're going to come across at in a gym setting. Don't let them deter you from going back to the gym or don't let them think that you're doing anything wrong by trying to use the equipment in yeah. such way. Just do your thing. There's going to be some grumpy people, but you know, that's that's just, just is let, gonna, let is gonna, be yeah. grumpy. Yeah, yeah. And, and you'll just keep killing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I think those are all the answers that we have to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for those questions. We have a bunch of them that we got through stories, so we may um, use some of those for Wednesday's episode. Wednesday's, yeah. Um, so stay tuned if your question didn't get answered. Um, if you have questions of your own, you can send us a DM at AchieveFitnessBoston.com. No, <laughs> just at AchieveFitnessBoston. <laughs> I think I've messed up every outro for the last, like, three weeks. Basically since Kendrick was yeah. born. Yeah. Um, mom brain so if you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us an itunes review we haven't gotten be a review great. in a while guys so if, if you guys could really submit a review that would be awesome maybe just it's because i'm getting days. maybe i'm getting really redundant like maybe i need a new way of asking like, please, please please give us a leave us your burning reviews <laughs> oh yeah. yeah maybe that's the missing piece all right i'll do that next week uh anyway until next time peace love and, and muscles, muscles.